Let us not love in word, neither with the tongue, but in deed and in truth. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Perhaps something that we can all relate to is this idea of somebody that's very close to us who is not practicing. Maybe it's a a cousin, an in-law, son, a daughter, whatever the case might be. And a common question which I come across is this this dilemma of what can I do to help this person? And of course, the first thing is we all know. The first thing is we have to pray for this person because it's not you that converts that person. It is the grace of God. Now, course, God can use you as an instrument, but it's not going to be you and your power that, that converts that person. So first and foremost, we have to pray for that person. And sec- but secondly is how do we behave with this person and how, what should our relationship with this person be like? And I'm not going to give you any set rules because this This changes depending upon the scenario and the person. But one of the things that is often brought up is should we bring to mind to the person that what they're doing is wrong or that their path is bringing them to hell? Now, there are certain circumstances where maybe saying something, not that you're, the go- you're going to hell, but maybe saying something to clarify things can be done, but 99% of the time, they already know what you think. They know what your beliefs are. And in order to help them come back, fear isn't going to be a long-term solution. And last Sunday's epistle, still again from St. John, St. John's first letter, he says, there is no fear in love. It's contradictory. If you're acting out of fear, you're not acting out of the motive of love. And in today's epistle, we read, love not with word or with our tongue, but in word and in truth. That is much more difficult to do than to simply tell the person what they're doing is wrong. Let's make this a little bit more practical. If we look at our Lord Jesus Christ, we look at the Gospels, and we ask ourselves, How did he convert people? How did he draw people to him? Well, we don't really have any indications that 
he listed out specific rules or commandments when he came across sinners. That's not really what we find in the scriptures. In fact, the only commandment that he does list is when he reveals or he says that this is the new commandment, which isn't really anything specific, but it's more the spirit. You shall love the Lord your God with your whole mind, your whole heart, and your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we, we can almost say that his gospel message, um, because of the way that he acts and what he says, is what St. Augustine would later say, love and do what you will. If you love, you don't need to constantly go back to laws and commandments. It happens naturally. And our Lord Jesus Christ was approached and he drew people to him not just because he preached what he preached and he preached charity, mostly, but it's, it would have been self-evident when you saw him. It's hard for us to get a sense of what this, this may have been like because we've never come into contact with our Lord Jesus Christ walking around, but let's try to get a little bit of a sense of what that was like. And somebody who was in the state of sin, why were they free or why were they, did they feel like they could go to our Lord Jesus Christ? And maybe just to, to make, just, just to bring this point home, we might just take from, read a little bit from the Gospel of St. John and this, this one specific scenario of this woman caught in adultery, and how did our Lord Jesus Christ act? And I think for us is, is to really think of what this woman was going through and how she felt when she was in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is John chapter 8. They said to him, Master, this woman even now is taken in adultery. Moses in the law commanded us to stone such a one. But what do you say? And they said, tempting him that they might accuse him. But Jesus, bowing himself down, wrote with his finger on the ground. He says nothing. And therefore they continued asking him, when they therefore continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said to them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, stooping down, he wrote on the ground. But they, hearing this, they went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, and Jesus alone remained and the woman standing in the midst. We can picture this, right? 
you, you, you have this, this, this throng of men and they have all of their stones. They're ready to stone her. And they drop, they, they, they slowly start to drop their stones. They walk away. And there's nobody left. It's only the woman and our Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus, lifting up himself, said to her, this is the only thing that he says to her, Woman, where are they that accuse thee? Has no man condemned thee? She responds, No man, Lord. And our Lord says, Neither will I condemn thee. Go now and sin no more. So what we're reading is just words, but we can, we can fill in the gaps and we can imagine and we can picture what that woman felt, that, that forgiveness, that compassion, and just that kindness and that attention that our Lord gave to her in comparison to these other men who wanted to stone her. So the answer to the question is what? is the most effective thing that we can do for people in our life that we're trying to bring back to our Lord Jesus Christ is to be our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, St. John's Epistle says, if we love one another, God abides in us. And that's how we continue our Lord Jesus Christ here and now in today's world. And because of that, the number one thing that, that Satan seeks to do is to divide, is to get us to, to judge others, is to get us to, to condemn others, and to, to be at odds with each other. He wants to destroy that, that unity, that kindness, and, 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 and introduce conflict. And he can do this in any number of ways. And, and he, but he's going to start at home. He's going to start in the family. He's going to start in our communities. He's going to start in, with our neighbors. He's going to start with all of these, all these different ways. He's going to get us to judge others, to condemn them, and then to have this, this demonized view about them. Now, of course... We're not saying to completely overlook the faults of somebody else. Even our Lord, in the passage we just read, he says, go, sin no more. But he has that compassion. He has that kindness. He has that charity. And that's what's drawn her to him. And that will convert her. That will transform her because of that experience that she's had with him. Again, St. John's Epistle. How can he who does not love his brother, who he sees, love God, who he sees not? This is the proof that we have this love of God, is, is our relationship with those around us. And we might even even say, especially that kindness that we're able to show to those who need that kindness. 
So let's seek to retain these relationships with, with, with these lost sheep around us. Because everybody, everybody in this room knows somebody or has somebody close to you who is lost in some way, including ourselves. But perhaps that, that needs that experience that somebody like this, this woman received during the life of our Lord. They perhaps just need an ear to listen to them, a kind word to be given to them, or just for you to be there for them. And in, in some small way, what you're doing is you are continuing that spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ in the world around you. And we'll end with this note, but this is, I found this very interesting, is after this passage with the, the, the woman found in adultery, immediately after, St. John says this. So our Lord says, neither will I condemn thee, go, go now and sin more. And John chapter 8, verse 12, immediately after this, he says, Again, therefore, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me walks not in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Let us ask to be a reflection of this life, this light. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat>